There you go, guys. It's time to do the Twins season preview, guys. Okay? Let's start this show right now. Hello, everybody here. My name is Ben Yuka with Zoe Wanting Media Enterprises. Welcome to the current event show special on this Sunday night, April 3rd, 2022. Gonna start the broadcast off with you all today. It is great to be with you guys on this Sunday night to just to start the next phase of the discussion and stuff while that is all going up here right now. So, the Twins are the next commentary that I am going to do on them. And the, the, uh, so that is going to be, be a great segment to join us in today. So I want us to understand what's, what's up in stake here today. So I want everybody to understand what we're going to have to deal with and stuff. I just got the news, got the news. Um, bulletin up right now here. So, so it's gonna be a lot of things going on. So now the the show is up now. So I got the show up. That is the monthly report. So y'all need you always need to check out the 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 month check out the check out the monthly check out the monthly report. Know what's going on. Know what topics I'm gonna to talk about. Know information and stuff. Got a lot of things we're gonna talk about for for a while here. We're gonna talk a lot about the season preview. Okay, and things that are going to be very, very important and it's going to take a while for us to talk about here. I think the the number one thing well, we, we do need to talk about is we're going to get to the all the important stuff and it's going to relate to the pitching, but I really want to talk about, I've been, and, and this is where I, I really can say on certain elements of the whole thing is I can say a little bit of the uh, of how the front office has made some decisions at times because you had and, and this is an article I want to go to the article at fun then because it, it does really and people ask well why are we talking about this in Minnesota's sh yeah shout out to Minnesota sports fan fan shout out shout out to those those guys that are doing some good things, and we're gonna talk about some great and disagreements. Um, and this, I'm gonna read the article to you. So, so we're gonna discuss this. I'm gonna have a good discussion about this article and where I personally completely stand with this entire thing that is taking place with the twins and the concerns that we are having and and will sh and we should be concerned of. Okay. Because the front office, because there are decisions at the front office when it, it's not just the starting pitching, it was the, just having Joe Ryan, I think that's not the issue. I think it's how we have made, 
when it comes to developing the players to be starting pitchers. So, like, um, and getting national um, born developed talent than what we put into the farm system, which I feel like that is one of the major disasters we've had as an organization because we haven't got enough time to develop our own stars because you always have to always look for outsiders to do them but if we did look for outsiders I think it gets me the idea that we're not able to run a team our uh, team ourselves but that's that's a side issue here but let me go down to the the issue we have to talk about is national hometown talent and that's one of the biggest things I feel like a lot of people are just not where they want to talk about here is having the national born talent to actually get a player to get players that were drafted from the twins and actually building them up because when we actually did Jose Barrows we 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 he fully played completely for the twins before he was traded if he would have stayed with the Twins, he could have been our starting pitcher and had Joe Ryan be the second wing of the pitching wing, and then Sony could have come in third. But that's not the case we have here. So we're gonna we're gonna discuss this whole thing and another angle of this and talk about the article right now. So let me just show you the article what I'm gonna read off of here. Opening day start great for Joe Ryan, bad for Twins, and we're gonna we're gonna break it down in my statistics. Please. On April seventh, the Seattle Mariners, Minnesota Twins rookie pitcher Joe Ryan will take the mound at Target Field for the first time in the 2022 season, and as the opening day homestead, he will do it. Before anyone else gets it, the Twins hasn't designated such an honor to a rookie since 1969. One achievement for what I've been following closely since he acquired by the Twins last year before the Twins signed. Joy was the price Tampa Bay had to pay in order to get their hands on Nelson Cruz for the for the 2021 playoff run. If you want to know how valid Joe Ryan is, Ray's going to listen to this there. And we were four pitching quotes. Let's see. Okay, so So this is going to be a discussion. So you can check that out for your actual self. Olympic Joe. At the time of the trade, then 24-year-old Joe Ryan didn't have to worry about buying a suitcase or face-to-face -face goodbye with teammates and Cozy. He was already out and about aboard actually when he was representing Team USA in the Tokyo Summer Olympics. Ryan wasn't just a body in the 2021. So he was one of one of the two feature pitchers in rotation went to two or three deep. His 10.1 I pitch was the second most on Team USA. First had 11 and a four 
most of all Olympic pitches. I believe in this kid. He's Joe Cool, and I expect him to be the stable for the twin pitching set for the next half depth as long as he stays healthy. I expect him to pitch well on Thursday. The Nelson the best move of last year. Okay, when we let's talk about this Nelson Cruz. I think it was solid. I think I don't think he should have been. This could be fifty fifty. I think he there's a side that we can say about the trade is the good side and the bad side. I think the good side is when he he wanted a better team, and then the bad side is we needed that long hitting mentorship for Sano, um, for the younger cats. So I think. The trade can go, the trade when we had that last year can go in both. That can be done in actually both ways when you really discuss the whole thing. So we're going to get to the meat of the whole thing and what I think from this whole. And then we'll talk about Carrera and all this stuff. So we'll talk about Carrera, Buxton, the state, the state, uh, I think those are the big things. Those are the big factors. I think the Twins have to. We have to discuss. And to keep this team. And and a healthy state of mind. So we have to be. So prepared for this whole scenario. And this whole situation. So. I think this is. Okay. So when I see this kind of going on. I have to say. You can't, I think we're going to look at this and say, oh, how do we do here? We got to make, everything is ready to be in place. So now I'm going to discuss this part right there. This doesn't excuse incompetence. But I'm not just here to get Jorah and BJ. That was a four-minute to make sure clear that my overnight beef isn't with my favorite twin favorite twins pitcher. No. It's their favorite their levy and the chief as fuck owner who employs them. No. Well, there's a lot of factors of them. I feel like the decision when they traded barrels was like, oh well that I agree it was the absolutely the most destructive trade. It was absolutely horrible. That should never been done. Never. That should never been done. They should have just kept him where he is. And then, and then when we gave up Eddie Ros, and then also when you talk about the Eddie Rosario, we couldn't pay them like twenty. I think like twenty million dollars to keep the uh, like at least ten million to keep the the guy on the team, which is another factor of this whole entire thing about. The whole twin, the whole twins leadership in the organization. We have demanded to say, as as a as an actual twins fan, that we need some actual fucking pitching, and you need to get a, a big investment. It's not that they, I feel like they're investing in it. I think what they're doing is they're not taking bigger risks on how to keep the players. And how to develop the players, and I was, and this is why I talk about this home, this home talent. When we get rid of some, some of those players, that actually destroys our our experience. Cause you can get 
higher, and you can get them, and you actually win games. And the state, um, the with the Saints and having them become your minor league, and that's one of the big things that could be factor in all this stuff too. So what I look at this whole scenario and the whole situation is the Twins have to have a strong way of developing teams. My problem isn't just getting them the the, the only that's just the cheap players. It's not. It's also not taking the time and developing the players that they need to be developed. Because we can go and get any player on a fucking team, and you don't, and you don't get your hometown and build up your own teams. Like there's no excuse. You can get some. You can go to the trades sometimes, and kind of get those actual players that actually need to play. And actually need to be consistent on playing, but you can't you can't go out at this point and say that we're gonna have that's because we're gonna have a lot of challenges ahead as this whole thing comes into fruition. Our our discussion our discussion when we talk about these guys. Is developing the talent and maintaining the talent. Two fat two two ways that they're not doing a very. When we talk about maintaining the talent, is when you maintain the talent, you should be keeping barrels very very happy. You should be keep maintaining the talent. You should be keeping that um Rosario around. When he got around to, you know that that was completely on them. They absolutely, absolutely. 100% absolutely have a lot of blame in this. And complete blame. Complete blame from the beginning. Okay? And I think that's the tough challenge that a lot of people don't want to take. So, they do. number one, they definitely do want to be fucking cheap. I definitely can see that part, but I'll can I did but let's break it let's break let's break that down. Let's break down maintaining talent and developing talent. Those two factors. Alright? So I'm gonna keep reading. And then that Carl's Guerrero, that's a no we're gonna spend time on. I'm gonna finish up this article and I'm gonna get the Carl's Guerrero and where I got and there's one major issue is that too. And when you talk about maintaining love, let's look at that Carl Correa contract. How do you get an op? How do you sign for an op out? How can you op out for one year? That's like a that's you could have opted for I think after your second year, but like what? You're gonna op? You're gonna op out? You get them a, a first year and second year clause on a contract. One of your best. One of your best hitters and short best players in his prime in Major League Baseball. You're gonna tell me that you're gonna tell me that that kind of that kind of that kind of deal is okay. It's good that you got a shortstop and you developed Lion Lewis as a player. 
and see and, and you give them tapes of how Carlos Cabrera had played shortstop and see how he can get and get to a level at Major League Baseball level as that because he's missed over two years. You cannot say that you can't tell me can't tell me that kind of contract is a good it, it, okay we got the player but let's ask the question the que is my question the, the main question we should be asking is what will be what will be the strong benefits of having Carl Carrera for the next three years. That's number one. Okay. That's the question we should ask about to them. The, ne the next question I think we need to add the big question. We Uncle, uh, so let's say if Carl Correll opts out his first year of his contract Is, is Royce Lewis going to be ready to be a Major League Baseball player if he opts out of his contract early? The and, th and this is a question this is a question that I think we need to start we, I think these are the critical questions we need to ask. We need to ask about the benefits of Carl Corral being here. There could be different factors. I want to see different angles and different factors of that. But I also want to I also want to see is if Carl Crow opts out of his contract, what is going to be, what is the benefits of Roy Lewis being Major League Baseball ready? Is he going to be ready even when we start putting him to the Saints? By the time we get to June, July, or by trade deadline? This is the thing, this is the kind of question. Um, that should be absolutely axed. Okay. Okay. So let's let's continue reading. But I'm not here to just get okay. Wait, wait, wait. Joe Ryan is starting opening because Minnesota Twins ownership in front of it. Had completely failed in their effort to upgrade their starting rotation. They traded Jose Barrow last season. Problems they met it in this offseason. They sat on the side and watched 20 different free agent upgrades signed with our team before and after the lockouts. Right here is another, another factor. You really, you really should be mad at this. The barrel, like I told you about the barrels trade. Everybody should be mad about that trade. That was just such, that is such, that was just such the most, one of the most, um, the most destructive trades we did, is when we traded barrels. When we did that, you knew, you knew there. Okay, you you knew there was something.
Okay. And we're gonna play this clip coming up. I'm having all that stuff, so there's gonna be a factor of things here. Then when all upgrades were gone, they failed to find the find one VLA trade just this morning. Another target Sean Marina was traded from Oakland to San Diego. Skimming on below budget pay one hundred fifteen million dollars a year. When the White Sox are doling out $185 million, it's understood. What does it matter to the Polak if he pays $35 million to Carl Correa as long as the, as the total pay less than the past season? The Correa is signed as all year a great result for Jim. Less sorry to pay up more tickets to sell more money because they need more paddling. Promise broken. Very Levy and Polak have all promised a multiple. To invest into the roster when winning were open. Okay, they did, but I feel like they should have done more. How would it say window is ever be more open than than is it this season with both Buckton and Healthy in their prime? Joe Ron and Bailey Over would be exciting pieces to have on that level. Young, high ceiling guy, but there's a reason it's been over 50 years since the Twins rookie has stopped their open today because Patsy, even though only for penny and tell them not even that be competitive. No, that I competitive does not have a rookie unproven pitcher sitting at the top of peaking up. Stop Brewers gifted Carl Correa to and this odd boxing gifted himself and all of those who want this from has been nothing short of a threat a regime that has changed nothing. Same old cheap twins. There it is. I told you. Like, I've already told you all those parts. Okay? What has to be done, okay? So, gotta take this, gotta take this thing in a grain of salt, okay? So, the Buxton situation, before we go to the full preview, we're going to talk a little, talk more about the, more of the, like I told you, these questions are going to have to be asked, okay? Here's your Minnesota Twins season preview, okay? I've already given you my sense of the preview of what I think the Twins are going to have to get done. So I just want you to think about those questions that I just actually asked. So, so what else? I anything else? Oh, but here's another factor we have to look at: DHing. DHing. I think the DH should be Gary Sanchez and Sano. I wouldn't put Luis, uh, I wouldn't put Luis, um, sometimes that um, Polanco should be, it should be released. So let's look at the Minnesota, let's look at our, well, we gotta look at the Dutch right now. 
हो रहे क्या So they got him. So fast, I think the Asian should be Gary Sanchez should be the one doing it. And so now, a two of them should be in place. So, if Polanco needs to be out, out for a game, we should be second place on basement. And let the GM put third base. But the. Welcome. The Canucks going to play left field. You know, Buxton and Kepler and stuff like that is very important. So, I, I feel like the factor. Also is the DH in position. So that's going to be one of the big things we're going to have. So let me just go over the schedule. And I'll go, I'll reinforce the schedule tomorrow on, on, uh, on I mean, not to, is it tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow on the current. Let's see some more things. So I'm going to reinforce the season. Okay. So we got the Mariners, we got the Dodgers for two, and we got the Red Sox. So we got we got some challenging teams coming up. Okay, so we gotta be we gotta be prepared and fired up for the first few few games because we're gonna be playing. We're not gonna get a lot of easy teams. We're gonna play the we're gonna play the Mariners. We're gonna play the Dodgers. We're gonna play the we're deaf. We're gonna play the Red Sox. So I got easy team coming up, so that's gonna be a factor coming up. And I'll reinforce this again on tomorrow and Wednesday's current event shows and see how everything all comes into tuition. So I wanna make sure everybody is on the same on the same page. So that's pretty much I have for you guys on that part. So I've already said this again. If we can play as a team, we can be on the same page. We get our pitching right. We get our feeling right. And if we if we can make as Carrera can start making out those big important plays, we're gonna have a hell of a season. Thanks for listening to the current show. This was a great conversation. And you guys have a very, very nice night. I'll see you tomorrow on the current event show, okay? Bye-bye.